Major. Who could resist those big colonel eyes? Who said you could play poker in here? I did, Burns. Enjoy your game, sir. Mash fans, it's time for another episode of the Mash 4077th podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, Al. Hi, how are you? I missed you. Yeah. And Simon. A gentleman. This episode, we're discussing season four, episode 18, Der Tag. It's the 90th episode overall. It's directed by Gene Reynolds, written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel. It originally aired on January 6, 1976, and the production code is G522. Colonel Potter? Captain Pierce? I think it's only fair to tell you that this is my last patient. For today? For forever. So you're leaving. All I need is a doggy bag filled with our cook's famous unborn hash and a jeep with a full tank. Now drive north up through Mongolia, take a ride at Siberia. I may have a little trouble crossing the Bering Straits, but after that it's downhill all the way. Especially if you have the lights. Right. We'll set it up after lunch. Can we have some quiet in here? Don't bleed so loud. It's like operating with a broken record, going around and around and around and around. Colonel! Major. I do wish you'd exercise your command. I only exercise it once a month. I don't want to get muscle-bound. Thanks a heap. Oh, terrific, Kelly. Sorry, Doctor. You think I dropped it, don't you? I didn't say that, sir. Well, it's obvious you thought so the moment I dropped it. <laughs> and a plot summary for this episode. Hawkeye and BJ place a two-tag on the passed-out Frank as part of a drunken practical joke. But the joke backfires on them when he is accidentally shipped out to the front line. Come on in here. We can talk better. Radar, no calls. Yes. Me too. Gentlemen, I need your help. Command me, sire. If it's shorts you want, you can have my other pair. Of course, they need a little work. No horsing around now. I'm serious. So am I. Take my shorts and let the chips fall where they may. Frank Burns is driving everybody nuts ever since Major Houlihan went to Tokyo. He even made Klinger cry. The cad. Told him his platform shoes made him look like a tramp. Well, you've seen him in OR. All thumbs. And two of them up his nose. Colonel, you've only been around him for a few months. He's been a boil on my butt for a hundred years. Then let's lance that boil. The man feels totally friendless. He is. As a favor to man for the good of the unit, be nice to him. Buddy up to him. Treat him like a pal. You must have something in common. True. We hate each other. Hawkeye, BJ, I'm begging you. Who could resist those big colonel eyes? Uh, guest stars on this episode, William Christopher returns again as a guest star called Father Francis Mulcahy. <laughs> and we have Kelly Nakahara, who, of course, plays Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And Joe Morton appears as Captain Saunders. An early appearance here from well-known actor Joe Morton has appeared in many films, including the Speed films, Terminator 2, and the frankly disappointing and god-awful Blues Brothers 2000. And he was he was Henry in Eureka. 
Oh, yeah, very good. I knew I knew him from somewhere else. Yeah. Very cool. Holy moly. Out, Radar, or I'll turn you into a lamp base. Major Burns has got the duty, and I can't find him anywhere. Try the latrine. I did. He hasn't even taken the wrapper off his new National Geographic. He's not in camp. Gee, maybe he's been captured. Let's find that enemy soldier and give him a nice tip. What's 10% of Frank Burns? Did you try Major Houlihan's tent? Yeah, it's got a big padlock on the door. Well, does it look like it's been cried on? I remember you guys carried him back in here. We dumped him on his bed. He was sound asleep. Oh, I better report to Colonel Potter. Or you can report to Colonel Potter. How do you figure? We carried him in here, laid him out. Didn't we take his boots off? We must have. My eyes are still burning. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Why don't you start us off, Mads? Uh, yeah, I have the letters M E H wrote down here. Um, How do you spell H? <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just a meh episode. I just didn't. I don't know why. I, I just think you know Frank being Frank asleep in the corner with all the you know the the actions going on. And mm-hmm. um, it's funny that Potter says he's, he's only been there for a few months. Um, which I suppose would, would tally in about right, really, I guess, for, considering mm-hmm. how they have to, have to you know, spend his out. Um, anyone else for pickled giblets? That was quite a funny line. Uh, Frank's drunken face and his stat laugh. <laughs> All the way through this episode. It's so, so annoying. I, I did like, the one thing I did like, though, was um, Kelly and Radar dancing. And mm-hmm. it's one of them things where you think, you know, why on earth don't didn't them two get together at the end? I, I, it's just I know. something I honestly wish they could do because they're clearly enjoying each other's company and and clearly enjoy, and Radar's not you know she, he's not shy with her as yeah. we've seen him being shy and a bit you know all this kind of stuff and I really wish they'd kind of got together but otherwise I'm uh, you know, sorry to be so down on it but um, yeah I just wasn't not a great fan of this episode. Yeah, I'm with you on the whole Kelly Raider. I've mentioned this in a previous episode. I think they would have made a perfect couple, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad that they didn't, you know, e- elaborate on that more because both of them are very cute characters, and it would have been a great coupling. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually have my note a fun episode, so I guess I enjoyed it more than you. Um, mm-hmm. I did like you know all the little pranks they played on Frank. It was fun seeing them try to be friends with him. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they did their best at, at you know, and of course he, he gets there and he, he joins the poker game and he wins all the money and everyone's hating him. And But I love when, you know, he's like, are you sure that this is, you know, tradition that the winner always buys drinks for everybody? Well, this is customary, huh? Oh, yeah, the winner always buys the booze. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, he's, again... As Al mentioned in a previous episode, we get to see a side of Frank. I think we get to see the more real side of Frank mm. when he doesn't have that horrible shield up that he always has up. Um, and he is more funny, and he is kinder, and he's kind of a dork. and And I like that part, that aspect of Frank. And I wish we would have saw it more. It would have made me like him a little bit more. But I know Frank is that type of character. You're supposed to love to hate him, and you know. Mm. And I understand that, but it would have been nice to see more of this side of Frank, you know, drunk Frank. And he, I thought, I thought Larry Limble did a fantastic job as drunk Frank. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was hilarious. I, I laughed so many times. <laughs> I think it was hilarious that he got sent to the front lines by mistake with a toe tag. You know, 
Nick, how are you doing? Not bad, Colonel. Listen, I think I have one of your officers up here. He's out cold, but his, his dog tags read uh, Frank Burns. What? Skinny guy, uh, no chin, big pores. Is he wounded? No wounds, uh, but his toe tag reads uh, uh, emotionally exhausted and morally bankrupt, or whatever the hell that means. Emotionally exhausted and morally bankrupt. Mm. You guys pull a fast one, put a toe tag on Burns last night? We addressed him, but we didn't mail him. Again, I think it was kind of weird that Padre says, I'm going to send my two best surgeons to go get him, leaving one surgeon and the other four that we never see, you know, <laughs> taking care of camp. So hopefully there's no wounded coming in. But overall, yeah, it was, it was, I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the episode. I thought it was cute and kind of funny. And again, it was kind of a, a, a level, you know, mid-level episode. Nothing too great, but I didn't think it was horrible at all. How about you, Al? Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was an entertaining episode. Uh, not one that I would choose to watch over and over again. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. And speaking to, you know, uh, Frank's character, it seems like in most, and, and let's face it, this is technically a sitcom, um, most sitcoms, if not all, have a very formulaic group of people. They have mm -hmm. the smart person, the sexy person, the stupid person, and the evil person. Mm -hmm. And they always have to have that paradigm. Otherwise, you know, for You're some, right. you know, God forbid right. we do something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my notes, uh, I picked out a couple of really big screw-ups that we'll talk about later in the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I thought it was funny, ironic funny, that Frank was worried that Margaret was cheating. Well, after the seminar, some of the girls, the nurses and Fred. Fred. Went out for a bite on the Ginza. Margaret, who's Fred? I thought it was a nurse's seminar. He's a physical therapist. Nice, but dumb. He hasn't got a brain in his whole body. Margaret, why do you say body like that? What do you know about his body? Body. He's just a big, strong kid. He crushed a beer can with two fingers. Oh, show off. Once I killed a gopher with a stick. What did you do? Where did you go? We all went to a bathhouse. And where was Fred? Well, we didn't see much of him. He likes to stay underwater. <laughs> when, you know, that's yeah. the whole basis of their relationship. That's just a noisy, yeah. 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 And like you, Kenny, I loved Drunk Frank, I think. Larry <laughs> Linville just does a really good job at, at being drunk. He's not, I don't think he's too over the top. I, I think he does a really, he did a really good job with it by realistically and believably dropping that, you know, that Frank jackass shield mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you could see inside of him. And you do start to feel sorry for him. If they had let that character go on for a few more seasons, they may have, you know, changed him a little bit. Uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah. He's done so much hateful things, though, that yeah. I, I, w I would never like him. But I do <laughs> like that they show that there is this other side to him, the more real him. Right. You know, the insecurity and the, you know, and I like that aspect. And I wish, like I said, I wish that we would have seen more of it. And unfortunately we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all in all, uh, you know, a mediocre episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. This kid doesn't need a doctor. He needs a farmer. We'll have to clean him up. Yeah, I'll do it. Nice location you got here, Captain Saunders. Hmm. You think so? Any closer, you'd be in a Chinese draft board. Am I going to be all right, Doc? Nobody gets out of paying his bill with me. I'm going to start you in some plasma right now. Medic! We're all out of strawberry. I'd like to take vanilla. Oh. Set that up right away. Okay, Doc. What do you got? I took one in the stomach. Oh. Pressure bandage! 
that guy can sleep through anything. Yeah, he's embalmed in bourbon. <laughs> Medic, give me a suture setup. No, 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 Captain. This isn't a mash. You uh, get him stable if you can, then just put him on a chopper. Right. Why don't we wake up Frank? He'd be some help. Ah, leave him alone. As a doctor, he's hitting his peak right now. All right, it's time for some behind the scenes. I will start us off. This episode's title is German for the day. Uh, during the scene in the OR, the PA announcer mentions that Ralph Keener hit the 47th home run, which would date this episode as September 1950. Keener played for the Pittsburgh Pirates that season, and 47 home runs is the most he hit in a single season. So they're saying here, this episode's 1950. Two episodes ago, it was 1953. <laughs> and so this means Potter is sitting here with Henry Blake. Uh, yes. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you. There's a TARDIS around there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, the comic book that Radar is seen sleeping with in the opening scene is Marvel Comics Avenger, number 72, actually, from uh, January 1970. The Korean War occurred from 1950 to 1953. So once again... Mm-hmm. Time travel. Time travel. The doctor brought that mag- that comic book. <laughs> Not only is that comic book number 72, moments later, without Radar having even moved, it's issue number 60 from January 1969. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so fast someone spotted that as well. That's... Isn't that crazy? Uh, I love yeah. when I look up these notes and I'm like, really? Yeah. And then you watch the episode and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's yep. true. When BJ and Hawkeye are getting in the Jeep to go get Frank, BJ shows a package of Fig Newtons he was going to bring. The cookies are packaged in a manner not available in 1950 to 1953. Oops. Mm, Fig Newtons. Hawkeye refers to Frank as Ravenall at the poker game. This is a reference to Gaylord Ravenall, a compulsive riverboat gambler and lead character from the novel and film Showboat. And our final behind the scenes, Frank mentions two films, Sonia Henning's Of Ice and Lice, which of course is fake, and The Al Jolson Story. This is a 1946 musical biography of Al Jolson starring Larry Parks as the famed singer. Jolson appeared as himself to sing Swanee, which explains Klinger singing the song while on guard duty. Mm-hmm. We're always carrying this guy. I've been carrying him for years. Play him down gently. Why? It's a good thing you don't come COD. Well, now you've seen an aid station, what do you think? Beats hell out of Bermuda off season. (sighs) Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Captain Honeycutt, Colonel Puck. Oh, uh, right. Well, another day, another dollar. Hawkeye? Uh, uh, Colonel Potter wants to see you right away. There's nothing like a 15-second nap. BJ, Colonel Potter. Naturally. Uh, come on, you sleepyheads. Up and at him. I'll bite off, Frank. Get lost. I don't understand. You hate me again. What's not to hate? Oh, we were such pals last night. It was a dream, Frank. All a dream. No, it wasn't. I was popular, and don't you deny it. (laughs) 
All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And if you ever find yourself wanting to give us an email, you can send those to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash mash4077podcast. And you can hear the MASH 4077 podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your smart devices, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at stitcher.com or in your app store and search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so I think Al and I enjoyed this episode a little bit more than Meds, Mm -hmm. but no one's perfect. Meds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. And we'll be seeing you. And then we went to see a play at the Kabuki. I can't pronounce it in Japanese, but it means Geisha Girl. The samurai have arrived to take you to the dance. We? You mean you and the girls? I'm Fred. Fred. Fred Fred? Fred Frank. Anyway, he understands Japanese and has the most beautiful samurai sword. Samurai sword? Well, where did you see it? Uh, Does he wear it around or what? He has a picture of it in his wallet. Trouble in paradise? One can only hope. Suppose a rabbit died? Looks to me like she's having lunch with him. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough... We even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make make it it a a Mickey Mickey Day. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle On Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films 
from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle On Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hello, I'm Albie. And I'm Heather. And we do the Quantum Leap Podcast. It can be found at quantumleappodcast.com and also on iTunes. We are starting at the beginning of Quantum Leap and going through all the episodes. This is my first time watching, and Albie has seen them during their original run. In each podcast, we talk about the overall thoughts of each episode. We do an episode recap if you haven't seen them in a while, just to refresh your memory. And then we do a detailed plot discussion. And we also have some great interviews. Scott Bakula, I remember being very, very uh, generous of spirit and very, very kind to his fellow actors. It was my first kiss ever, ever, so I, I am getting to kiss Scott Bakula on screen. And everybody in, involved with it was just terrific, and I'm always amazed that people come up to me and remember that episode and can quote things from it that I can't even quote. So if you're a leaper, it'd be great if you came and joined us, and if you've never heard of Quantum Leap, it's maybe a good time to start watching it because you have a podcast to go along with it. So please give our podcast a listen, and hopefully you like us and stick around go to quantumleappodcast.com to listen to new episodes mash 4077 podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives works 3.0 united states license all rights reserved uh, when bj and hawker get the uh... all right so i think uh, al and i enjoyed this movie this movie <laughs>